Jijinila. Let's start with the no karma thread. Welcome to the last dad's class of the semester. Next week we have lunch sponsorship, so we'll be in the kitchen cooking. And the week after that is graduation, so we'll be watching our kids graduate. So this is the last one, which of course means it's the review one. So there's a couple of reasons we do the review class. The first is the only way to put things into long-term memory is to review them. Get them out of short-term memory by reviewing them and then putting them into long-term memory. And the second reason is that sometimes we think of a question or a scenario way after class is done. So this is a good time to bring up those questions. So we started this semester by learning how Jainism can help us with our New Year's resolutions. We talked about the most common resolutions and how Jainism could help us keep those. So number one, exercise more. Two, lose weight. Three, get organized. Four, learn a new skill or hobby. Five, live life to the fullest. Six, save money or spend less money. Seven, quit smoking or drinking. Eight, spend more time with family and friends. Nine, travel more, and 10, read more. We talked about how Jainism could help us with each one of those, because chances are one of us, or all of us, need to do one or more of those things. We, we talked about uh, the importance of vows, about how human beings are the only uh, living being that can take vows, and how it's very important to Jainism. That was our first class of the semester. The second class, we talked about stoic exercises. That is, what <coughs> the philosophy of stoicism, how we can apply those exercises to our life, and what all that has to do with Jainism, which is a lot. We talked about the exercises of accepting death, depriving yourself and limiting your desires, reflecting on stoic quotations, keeping a diary, Reflecting on your life, negative visualization, reflecting on your emotions, <coughs> knowing your place in the universe, imagining the ideal you. We talked about the four virtues of Stoicism, which are wisdom, justice, courage, and temperance. And we talked about how not to get distracted by life. Wait. Sorry. So we thought about these exercises um, and how Jainism can help us apply those exercises. The next week we talked about Jain diet and food. We talked about how practicing a Jain diet is an amazing way to practice ahimsa. It's one of the best bangs for your buck for practicing samvar. Who remembers what samvar is? No. Something in the hole in the book. Right, exactly. Blocking the inflow of karma. That's right. That's great. The example is working about the man in the boat. So that's great. It's doing what it's designed to do. Uh, we talked about the first reason that we practice the Jain diet is ahimsa. And we, there's another reason, and that's not to inflame our passions by what we eat and drink, especially alcohol. Okay, next we took a look at some recipe books online. We talked about the things that we couldn't eat. Um, we talked about there's a bonus list of things we shouldn't eat during very holy days. We talked about that. Uh, after we talked about recipe books, um, we talked about one thing we could do, one dish we could make that week to help us practice the Jain diet. After that, the next week, um, we heard from our investment professional. Um, so I wasn't here for that. Does anybody want to talk about what we went over in that class? It was with Paresh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think, went through different scenarios and uh, the investment portfolios, basically. Or, right. Yeah, details. Basically, go to the 
professional and don't try to do it on your own. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good takeaway. <laughs> the uh, next week we talked about uh, crypto. So that was pretty fun. We talked about um, the number one question of crypto is how can crypto be worth anything? We explored that. Uh, we talked about the definition of money, of course, is a medium of, of exchange, a unit of account, and a store of value. Uh, we talked about how crypto can be worth anything if it's not backed by anything. We talked about why crypto was so revolutionary and what problems did it solve. Uh, we talked about what the big deal is with the biased middleman. Why should I care if a bank is an intermediary, intermediary between a transaction between me and my friend? And what the problem with that is. We talked about, uh, so that's all the theory of cryptocurrency. We talked about the technical aspects of it. We talked about, well, what is the blockchain and what do people mean when they talk about the blockchain and how does it enable a exchange of value between two people without a biased middleman? And finally, we talked about how to invest in crypto for the very beginners. <clears throat> So questions or comments on that? That was kind of the first half of the semester we talked about. We started in January with New Year's resolutions, stoic exercises, Jane diet and Jane food, lessons from investment professionals, and crypto. Thanks for everybody uh, joining us online. We're doing a review class today. This is the last class of the semester. And it's important for us to review, to go over any questions you might have thought of, and also to cement this uh, information into your long-term memory. So questions or comments about the first half of the semester. Great. After that, we talked about real non-attachment for real life. That is, how can we take this non-attachment concept and apply it to our lives. We talked about how once you wake up from this non-attachment dream that you're having, it's amazing how you see everybody and how every conversation that everybody has is about their attachments, what movies they like, what food they like, what they're going to do. We talked about how attachments are a proxy for our personality. And we think that we are our attachments instead of a soul. This is the infamous class where we ripped up money. So uh, does anybody have their money in their wallet? Their ripped up money in their wallet? Does anybody who didn't rip up the money still have it in their plastic bag? Did they rip it up later? <laughs> no? Okay, no problem. Um, this is the infamous class where we, we all ripped up $20 and Bobbin ripped up $40 because uh, we did it twice. We did it once again at the end for the people that didn't rip up their money for the first time, and he ripped up another $20. So that's very good, uh, because Bobbin believes he's a soul. <coughs> and so we want to get to that point. We talked about how does non-attachment increase the quality of your life, because that's what this is all about. Most people think that it decreases the quality of their life, because it's short-term pain trying to overcome our attachments. But actually, it increases the quality of your life, just like everything we talk about does. We talked about material attachments, personal attachments, thought attachment, and we talked about exercises we can do to stop being attached. Those exercises are stop looking for happiness in external things, let go of the should and musts in your life, practice allowing things to be, make friends with uncertainty because uncertainty rules our life, Learn to observe your thoughts and feelings and see how transient things are. Our next class, we talked about how Jainism is fun and that one way to increase the practice of Jainism in your life and increase the quality of your life is to look for the fun parts of Jainism, which is most of Jainism. <clears throat> the first way to make Jainism fun is to practice it in groups. The second way to make Jainism fun is to understand that meditation is really fun. It looks very boring from the outside, but meditation is actually very fun. Third, we talked about making Jain food is fun. We talked about how there's kind of a process. We, we can try to, we can let our creative and 
uh, logical minds get to work in reproducing our favorite foods in the Janeway. And once we master that, we go on to another food. So we have one meal a week, then we have two meals a week until obviously we convert to a Jane diet. And fourth, we talked about how it's fun to help people, animals, and other living beings. Charity is fun. It may seem very unseemly to talk about charity as fun, like, well, we think we're better than other people mm -hmm. or we're having fun at other people's expense, but we're not. You can have fun doing charity and I, I encourage you to do so. So those are the four ways we can make practicing Jainism fun. Question. Uh, seems like when you're refreshing, this is a lot of good information and uh, uh, things we went through. Now to to go over it again, is it all from the books or is it something that you also have collected from other resources? So as this class has gone on, we've strayed more and more from the book because I can only do what the book is so many times. Um, I, the book, of course, underpins all the theoretical stuff we're talking about, but you won't find anywhere in the book that Jainism is fun. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> so question is, is, it, is, is this available? Do you have this electronically that you could share? It is on the podcast. <laughs> in the volume, right? We At jainismforeveryone.com. If you want to read through this material, is the material... No, you cannot have these notes because these notes are full of typos and full of formatting errors and I don't care about spelling or anything like that. I just do it as fast as I can and I and I know that it's not for everyone else, so it's like full of Fair. full of errors. We are going to stream it to publish a book. Okay, <laughs> that's it's author. just a it's just a material for a book which I, I, we can I want him to publish a book. I see. Yes. <laughs> but actually this combination could be a book right away. Yeah, I would like him to do it. editor. I've been asking him. It needs to be. Yeah, some point. Yeah, because, see, that's the deal. So I criticize the book so much. So the next step for me is to be like, well, if you criticize it so much, you make your own book. So that is actually the next step. I have to be the change that I want to see in the textbook. The next class, we talked about how Jainism and Hinduism are different. Uh, we talked about how uh, Hindus believe that God pervades everything. And... There was a creation of the universe and God <coughs> created the universe and how that's a very different mindset from Jainism and how that colors your whole life um, when you believe that because one of the ways it does is that, well, if that God has emotions and he's capable of doing things, then you have to please that God. You have to supplicate to that God, right? Um, Hindus believe that when we become liberated, we become part of the great soul that pervades everything. So that's very different from Jainism, where, whereas we're all individual souls, and when we become liberated, we're still an individual soul, just residing in a different place. Okay? Uh, we talked about the four goals of Hinduism are Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha, which are the spiritual path, material prosperity, enjoyment of material prosperity, and liberation. So that's very different from Jainism. Um, in Hinduism, there is a time for you to acquire material prosperity and a time for you to enjoy material prosperity, which is the antithesis of Jainism. We don't want anything to do with that. And we talked about how Hindus believe that karma does not pollute or corrupt the soul. Um, it doesn't have that ability. There is a karmic process, but it doesn't corrupt your soul. Rather, it binds your soul and you bear the fruits of that karma but it doesn't degrade your soul. So that's a very different concept. Next, we talked about Jainism and sex. We talked about the first rule is don't have sex with anyone other than your wife. And we talked about how very hard that is because that includes lustful thoughts of others. That includes pornography, which deserves its own topic. We talked about why pornography is evil, the reasons that it's evil. One, it's not real. Two, you can get addicted to it. Three, it can lead you to avoiding your wife, not talking about issues, which blow up in the long run. Thank you. Just let me know. I think this should also work. Thanks. Fourth, uh, you ch end up chasing that first hit like a drug. You increase the uh, amount and the type of pornography that you consume. And fifth, it's very short term and unsatisfying in the short term. We talked about what the book says that laymen should and should not do regarding sex. 
Uh, we talked about the advanced. If you're if you're done with the beginner's techniques of then what the advanced processes are. And this is very important. We talked about, well, the whole kind of concept, taking a step back is figuring out where you dwell. If you dwell in the body, then you will pursue sexual passions. But if you know you're a soul and you dwell in the soul, if you believe you're a soul, then those will, it's easy to temper those down because you understand that they're your body telling you to do things. And we talk about where, you know, in your mind you reside. Do you reside in your body or in your soul? And of course, we talked about how to broach the topic of sex with our children. That's very important. That's something we're all going to have to do at some point. Finally, last week we talked about how Jainism can help with bereavement. Uh, there are a couple of ways that Jainism can help when someone close to us dies. We can remember that they're a soul not a body. Come on, come on in. Uh, second, the second way, no problem. Thank you. The second way Jainism can help us when someone close to us dies is that uh, Jainism gives us weapons against the anger and the manifestations of ego that uh, appear when someone dies in us. Uh, third, Jainism, of course, teaches non-attachment. We went over the story of Gautam Swami, which is very important to understand during bereavement, how his understanding of bereavement led him to Gevognya. And we talked about four of the 14 uh, bhavanas, which are reflections um, that directly deal with death. Uh, they are anitya bhavna, or reflecting on the transitoriness of life. Asharan bhavna, or reflecting on how we are all helpless. Samsar bhavna, reflecting on the cycle of birth and death that we're all trapped in, including the person that died. And ekatva bhavna, or solitariness, reflecting on how we are born alone, live alone, and die alone, sick alone, and suffer the consequences of our actions alone. One of the most important things we talked about is how compassion is different from attachment and how we can practice compassion without being attached. That's a very important point to understand. Um, that's a very advanced point and something that you should understand as you get further along in your spiritual progress. We talked about Ayusha Karma. Um, the, one of the reasons we fear death is because we don't understand it. So we try to understand death by understanding our Ayusha Karma. Come on in. We're talking about uh, all the classes that we went through this semester. We're on the last one last week, talking about Ayusha Karma. And we just talked about the Jainism part. We didn't talk about talking with other people, getting counseling, um, dealing with, there's a lot of ways that people deal with loss. We just talked about how Jainism can help us deal with bereavement. <clears throat> so questions or comments about anything we talked about the last half of the semester, we did quite a few things. Uh, one thing that always is striking is when we do progress day to day, we do incremental progress. It doesn't feel like we're doing anything. But as we review, of course, you guys have been here this whole semester. As we review, you can tell we've done a lot. We've done quite a bit. Uh, you know quite a bit, much, quite a bit more now than you knew in January. And so that's something to be commended. It's something you should pat yourself on the back for. Uh, questions or comments about any class we've had, of course, you can go review them online. That's always something you can do. But now is the time if you had any comment that you thought of just now or any scenario or question you had, uh, now is the time to bring it up. I personally is intrigued by the two topics that we kind of touched in, in the non-attachment in the prior and the brief um, and, uh, in the last one, uh -huh. which to me, I think both connected to some extent. And I, I feel more and more that that's, that's the topic is very, uh, personally for me is the one that's, uh, how should I say it? I think it's important for me to understand it more about it and, uh, explore that more and how to obviously practice non-attachment. Right. 
yes, they do go hand in hand together. And it's important. And it's something that's coming for everyone. Uh, as much as we try to ignore it, as much as our body forces us to ignore it, it's up to our soul not to ignore it. Uh, it's coming for us whether we like it or not, so we might as well be prepared for it. Other questions or comments about anything we talked about this whole semester? Thanks for everyone just joining us. This is our last stats class. Uh, next week we have food. We're going to be in the kitchen from the morning. We're going to be sponsoring lunch. And the week after that is graduation, so we're going to be watching our kids graduate. So this is the last stats class of the semester, which of course means it's time to do our goals. You thought I forgot, but I did not forget. So take one of these and pass it down. This is our goal sheet that we have. We're going to do our summer goals. So we want to make sure our goal, and every, every time I do this, I think, well, why should I, why should we do this? You know, is it going to be a waste of time for you guys? We're kind of sitting here. Um, everyone online, please feel free to go to your printer and print out a goal sheet. Uh, but then I realize you're not going to do this. This is the time that I'm giving you a gift because you're not going to do this because we don't open the book when we get home. So how are you going to fill out this chart when you get home? So now is the time to do this. This is just your summer goals, okay? Just for the summer. We're going to do it again next year. I think look, we do it three to four times a year. So this is just for the summer. You do more, so maybe you have <laughs> so, um, so, of course, on the left side here, I just left room for two each. We have personal goals, professional goals, spiritual goals, physical goals, mental goals, and family goals. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six. So if you do two each, that's 12. That's too many goals for the summer. Okay, so don't fill it all out. Um, just fill out a couple ones that you have and make sure that they're SMART goals. So uh, that was the label of our rows. So the label of our columns are, they're SMART. So specific, measurable, achievable, resourced, and time bound. So take an example. So let's say our goal is to lose weight. That's not specific enough. So you can't put a check mark here. How we make that goal specific is we want to lose five pounds. Well, let's say it lose 20 pounds. Okay. So that's specific. So that would be check. So it's measurable check. Okay. We have a, we, we can do that. We can measure if we lost 20 pounds. Okay. Is it achievable? No, it's not achievable to do it in three months to lose 20 pounds. So we have to, uh, mark X there. Now our new goal is to lose five pounds. Okay. That's an achievable goal. Is it resourced? Well, do we have a scale? Do we have uh, the ability? Do we have the kind of the good food we need to eat, the exercise we need to do? Is it resourced? Yes, that is a resource goal. And is it time bound? Yes, this is summer. These are all goals that we can accomplish this summer. Okay, so for everybody online, I'm going to find the goal sheet and I'm going to send it to the group here on our WhatsApp chat. Uh, if you don't have it, then we can, I'll just send it to you here. And feel free to get up and print it. Okay, that's all we're doing for the rest of the class is we're filling out this goal sheet. It is my gift to you. Usually my gift to you is an hour, but you know, inflation and everything, I'm only gifting you half an hour today. Oh my, it's been a long time. Everything we get is decreasing. <laughs> Have you noticed that thing now they're calling shrinkflation? Instead really? of increasing the prices, they're decreasing the contents oh, of the yes. like food that you get. They call that shrinkflation. <sighs> and remember, even if you don't look at this, I mean, put this on your refrigerator or take a picture of this on your phone and set it as your background. But even don't feel discouraged. That's the one thing you cannot do, okay? Is feel discouraged about not achieving these, okay? Even if you write them down, that will increase the quality of your life. Okay, I'm trying to do two things at once and not getting it done here. I'm trying to forward this.
Okay, so I linked the goal sheet in the chat so everyone can have it. And we're filling this out. So <clears throat> obviously this is a physical manifestation designed to be your mindfulness reminder token where every time you look at it, you think about the goals that you want to achieve. And if you put it in a high visibility place in your house, then it will interrupt your life with the goals that you said you wanted and you said you were going to work towards. Does anybody want to share a goal that they had? Did anybody complete any goals that they had last time? I'll share one. Sure. So one of the goals last time I had was, I have a long drive. I have an hour and a half drive every day. Um, and listening to the news, instead of that, I chose to listen to any of the podcasts. The podcasts that, not uh, the mindfulness or something, but either one of the refresher courses that we have it on J J4E or any of the other ones. So I started that and I have completed probably 16 hours so far. So that was one of the goals that I wanted to do on driving. So now I'm going to choose with something very specific to one of the topics we did. Great. Search for that and listen to those podcasts. Oh, that's great. And did you find that it changed your life in any way or did it just give you something different to listen no, to? No, it, it said if some of the satisfaction it gets you is to, to solidify your questions in your mind on certain things, aspect of, for instance, the theory of karma. Um, and then, wow. then I switched to the Tatwar Sutra. Mm -hmm. um, not only our our uh, discussion point, but then other ways, other people approach very differently, uh, especially Mara Sahib in India, they give it in a very different angle. Um, we just kind of, uh, you know, went through the whole Tatwar Sutra. So, it just solidifies some of the things that you always wonder, like why and what else that I can love. So that's that's pretty much it. And you can you can talk to your parents if you choose to on that topic. You know, they can't just tell you do this or that. But no, no, you need to read this too. Only, yeah. And that's a very important point, right? I know that I only get this hour with you, right? Yeah. So I like cram a lot of information. I throw like a water hose of information at you. And the point is like, we could talk about any one, any particular item of these things for an hour. Like you're supposed to think about it and because it's that important, right? And so my goal is not to fill up your head with information, right? My goal is to make that spark within you so that you want to learn more about these things, about how you can make your life better. Because, yeah, I can give you that fire hose of information, but that's not going to be near as much information as if you're inspired to do it yourself. And you won't retain that information nearly as much as if uh, you sought it out yourself. It's like when a teacher makes you do a book report, right? You forget it as immediately as as soon as you're done with it, right? But if you're interested in a book and you picked it out and you want to read it, you take your time reading it, you try to understand it, you try to, you try to do those things. And, and that's what it means when, when I say, I'm trying to light your lamp, you know? I'm not trying to fill up your head. I'm trying to light that within you. So what helped in other scenario, it doesn't have to be religious, but anything that you want to do it. You know, when we are on the phone, generally I, line up those things because it's very hard you know you're you're really tied up with your routines and when you really want to do something you don't have time to search for it so spend some time ahead of the time to line up your week right that helps you a lot right it's like uh meal planning for the soul right because <laughs> if you're hungry that oh, is the last time you need want to make a decision about what you need to eat yeah, you need to know what you want to eat beforehand yeah. so you can make a healthy choice right that's the name of the book right <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly that's what i was gonna say your book can be named as that <laughs> we'll write it down just in case whenever you are ready with the book yes, we'll remind, we'll remind you that <laughs>
<clears throat> so I, I just have a comment. I mean, uh, to me, really, I mean, you are, uh, I guess, including all the aspects of teaching and learning, uh, obviously topics and then goals. And I think this combination has been life-changing for us. That's great. Uh, it's, it has affected a lot. And I mean, you know, last week we were talking about non-attachment while we were going home. So uh, it, it is something that's going out of the book, out of the class, into the lives. And sometimes it's hard to describe it, but it's, uh, it's truly beneficial. So all that you're, you're doing is highly appreciated. Not it is changing life, not just us in the room, but those uh, who are, I mean, you know, our families. That's great. So tell me, how did it change your life? So I'll 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 tell you. Uh, one thing is, for uh, the quick example is the giant food mm -hmm. uh, that we talked about. So I've shared this before. My my daughter likes chewies. We would go there for the the enchiladas and stuff they make. After that, we made it at home. Uh, we we did research how to make it came pretty close now she doesn't want to go anywhere <laughs> Great. it's just she wants us to cook um, uh, so that was one uh, Great. I the other thing is her speech uh, in the Gujarati contest was on food and it was on giant food and it was uh, something that becomes easy I mean like you know things just flows like this mm -hmm. uh, yesterday we saw something uh, there's an India's singing superstar, the kids thing. And uh, there's a boy. This is about non-attachment. That's why I said I, uh, it's sort of close to me right now, the topic. There's a boy. Uh, I forgot where state, if it state he is. So this boy loses his bicycle. So he starts looking in the jungle for his bicycle. And he meets, he meets uh, Fakir. And he, tells, uh, he asks Fakir that, hey, have you seen a bicycle? Fakir said, did you lose your bicycle? He said, yes. So uh, he said, take this dota. It's two tars. Like, you know, it's like something like instrument. not guitar, but it's an instrument. It's an instrument. This guy starts learning this instrument and goes out with this Fakir. And after a few years or whatever it is, he's on a TV and singing like a superstar. Uh, just because he lost his bike and he, he, he was attached to his bike. He forgot about his bike completely. And now he's a completely different personality. And obviously he already got a break to sing somewhere, right? It's just amazing that, you know, sometimes we get attached to things so much. And so coming back to the class is we start observing these things. We start talking about karma, we start talking about soul. Uh, and, and it's helping the journey. That's great. That's great. Thank you for those kind words. I really appreciate that. Anybody else want to share a goal that they have? I've said enough, but if, if nobody else wants to, I'll, I'll share my goals. Sure. So the one of the goals I have picked up recently is and is pick up and start learning a musical instrument. I just want to start during the summer, something. Uh, I'm behind on my samai. My goal is one one per month. I'm behind on it, so I want to do two samai per month. Uh, on the physical goal, I want to start high. <coughs> intensity exercising I, I go walk and things but I've, I've stopped somehow on the high intensity uh, exercise yeah uh, and then as a family goal uh, I have a goal to explore a new place as a family that's great this summer we'll see <clears throat> let's check in with our friends online Shetu good to see you again how are you doing Mind and, mind and body. 
That's great that you did a one-day fast. How did it feel? Right. Right. And did you somehow feel that, did you, did you notice how much we revolve our life around food during your fast? Yes. And did you, right. Right. And this is probably not enough for one day of fast, but did you, the point of fasting is to know that your soul is different from your body. Usually that epiphany comes after lots and lots of fasting. Did you get any kind of hint of that? Um, not, not explicitly. Right. And you know, I know you, right? So I know that you would be a big proponent of the food is fuel movement or that kind of mindset. Like it's just fuel. It's not anything more than that. So why not just keep it like that? I think that that would resonate very well with you. That's great. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. And that's, of course, exactly what this was designed to do. I don't know if you guys know this, but you're famous. Like, people ask about you guys and recognize your voices all around the world. We have a listener from Sri Lanka. We have many listeners from India. We have a listener from Australia. I don't kind of tell you guys about it because I don't want to scare you off. But people around the world know you guys and are going through the exact same things that you are going through. Let's check in with Sampriti. It looks like we're in the car with him again. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, how are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, so yes, if, if you're in the car, you might not be able to do this goal sheet that everybody's filling out, um, but uh, let me know and I can text you the PDF uh, of it. And um, Yes, I will definitely do that. Um, and this is just for the summer. We, we do this about three to four times a year. So this goal sheet will just be for our summer. Um, any questions or comments for, for you, Sampriti? Um, I, I kind of joined a little bit, but I've also been keeping up with some of 
That's great. And thank you so much for tuning in. No, I'm not asking for anything. I'm trying to fill the time while these guys, uh, while these guys fill out their goal sheet. Oh, you can easily measure it, right? You can graph each time you did it. You can mark an X or an X or a check each time you do it, and you can look at the graph later and see if you've accomplished a, a certain threshold number. That's great. Um, any other questions or comments about anything we talked about? Yes. Okay, so the question is, we're not our soul. No, we're sorry. We are a soul. We're not our thoughts and we're not our body. So why is the soul, why does the soul bear the fruit of our thoughts and our actions that are performed by our body? Well, the answer is the soul is the prime mover of those things. That is, without, no soul, without a soul, your body would not animate and you would have no thoughts. So the soul is actually responsible. It is the cause of your thoughts and it is the cause of your actions. But that's not you because your thoughts and your body trap your soul. It's a, it's a bondage situation. So your soul is responsible and that's the ultimately, that's kind of the tragedy of it, right? Is that we are responsible despite being enslaved. And that's the ultimate tragedy of existence. So you've hit the nail right on the head there. Did that help? Yes, so there is a bridge there, and as, so let's take an example. As your soul removes more and more of its karma, then it directs your body to have less impure thoughts and take less impure actions. So there is a bridge between the state of your soul and the thoughts that your brain provide, provides to you and whether you take action on those thoughts or not. So there is a connection there and the state of your soul causes the state of your thoughts, which causes the state of your actions. And there's a feedback loop that happens, which is ultimately why your soul bears the responsibility uh, for the karma that it attracts. Very nice question, a very subtle question and a very involved question. You know your questions are extremely involved when the answer is, super duper abstract like that is the tragedy of existence like you know that's a really really involved question so very nice anybody has a goal so so i wrote a few goals as well and and one of the goals that i have and i think me and you and i discussed in the starting of the year is how to bring some business as usual around the professional career because uh <clears throat> like for me it is just a lot and it's a lot of stress and always thinking about it. I don't know if you guys have any similar road, a goal and the reason I ask that or pose this question is how do you make it measurable? Uh, how do you know that you have compartmentalized it 
in a way that it doesn't affect or you're not thinking about it all the time. And, and I, I think I, I see people around me and they do amazing job. I, I but but I'm like kind of constantly going on. This is my plan on Monday and this is what I need to do. And do you guys anybody feel that way? And do you have like a way of how you have you know handled it? Uh, I guess I missed the first part of the question. How do you compartmentalize what? What are, what are we trying to so, do? The, right now, I, I am always so much involved, even outside my work hours, thinking about work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, How uh, do you leave work at work? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And, and that's one of the goals I've written, but it's not measurable. I won't know in three months whether I'm doing better or not, other than I will feel, okay, yeah, I feel less stressed. Uh, and the way I measured in past is when I had time to go for a walk or do some workout, that means I was able to cut it off and think about myself. One way to. And, and in the last six months, I haven't done that. Uh, not a single day. I mean. What are you doing? When you say think about work when you're at home, what are you doing? Are you checking email? Are you Emails, thinking, planning, what's tomorrow, what's next week? And it goes on. I mean, what if scenarios? Yeah, what if scenarios? This is maybe I need to do. This is how I'm going to set it up. And I always feel, okay, I'll do this for one more month and it's going to settle and it's going to streamline. It does not happen for me in last six months. And uh, January, one of my goals was that how I can bring some uh, stability around it. And a lot of it is uh, self-inflicted, I would say. Nobody's telling me that I need to be thinking and planning. But... Uh, that's one thing I, I I want to really focus on because in my mind that's connected to my physical and mental peace and all of that, right? I think so. Okay, so there's a couple ways we can measure if you're leaving work at work, and you hit on the um, the main one that is measuring the things you're supposed to be doing when you're at home. So taking the walks. So you can measure when you make time to exercise. You have to make the time. Right? Yeah. You don't have the time because you don't have time for anything. You have to yeah, make you the time. Make it, yeah. okay? You can measure when you make the time for meditation. You can measure each time you check your email at home, which you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. You can put a check mark. Okay. You can measure the activities you do with your family. Okay. The one or two things you do with your family at night or if you put them off or not. Okay. So, um, you mentioned it's self-inflicted, like that's a bad thing. All of this is self-inflicted. We're all self-inflicting on the things we do to us all the time. So don't get caught up in the in that part, okay? Um, but we're here to help you, and those are some of the ways um, you can sure. measure how good you are on leaving work at work. Whether you stick to your plan of turning your phone off, whether you stick to your plan of not checking your email. The thinking part about it, that is the mindfulness aspect that's living in the present moment, but that's making family activities in the evening instead of other ones. Other questions about how we, other comments about how we can help our friend here. Before you say just a comment, you know, talking about emails, I have deleted my Outlook app probably 10 times a month and I have (laughs) have shot back in. Okay, because that's what I think. I need to delete it and the next day in the morning, I'm like, well, I need it. I need to check while I'm eating or whatever. The work fountain will never stop. It's a spigot that will never close, okay? You'll never be done with the work and then you can rest. Like, that is never going to happen. But you don't believe that yet. Uh, I agree. Once you believe that, then you'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll get to it in the morning. I'm going to be at work tomorrow. I don't need to do it today. Yes. So three things I'll say. And very direct and blunt, okay? Number one, don't think or, or try to so I, I, I also have that habit or maybe I used to do a lot mm-hmm. uh, in the morning when you wake up look at the cell what emails did you get yeah. right so that's a very bad mm-hmm. habit uh, now I have at least uh, I'm not doing that anymore because I don't have any offshore team which is good uh, blunt thing is we take uh, a lot of pride in what we are doing and we think we are very important to the organization. Good. So, so that, yeah, in every, a moment. Yeah, in a moment. So, if, if you start thinking on those lines, then probably you would feel a little uh, relaxed that you don't have to check your emails. 
or uh, you don't have to uh, basically be on top of everything plan so much especially out of your personal time and number two would be keeping uh, those quiet notifications on your phone that way the time if you yeah, set then you don't get those alerts right that is another way of trying to and keeping the cell phone away from you is the key is the key because if you have this and this is what i've noticed when i'm with my kids and if i have the phone with me the mind automatically tells you to keep checking something yeah. it could be work or non work also sometimes so yeah you think you you're not the most you're not the ceo or, and that company is not running because of you that is one way of looking at it that way it automatically goes down and whatever you're planning you can also do that on monday morning yeah. you don't have to do it yeah. over the weekend All, what you said is right i mean there is no exception it's just how to implement it yeah implement is you keep your cell phone yeah. away uh, especially when you're say studying teaching your kid something yeah. playing with him that time you put it in silent and nothing will happen if you don't touch your phone for 2 hours right Or yeah, even if you miss, yeah. yeah, even if you miss some calls, that's fine. You can always get them. So there are there are a couple of techniques that tools and techniques always help, right? In the, in a, in our professional life, and I think I still owe that one presentation to you guys about the certain aspect of how to capture all your thoughts. One is the the you know we write the to do list and list and all that. There are so many tools now available which are. AI driven, freely available that that actually scans your email, suggests certain actions from you, and you kind of rely, start relying on, and have more confidence on that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people always say, you know, yeah, work-life balance, bless you, right? Work-life balance. Well, I don't truly believe that because certain times of your in your professional life, you'll be extremely busy. if you are implementing certain things if you are doing something brand new initiatives you will be extremely busy at that time so that time you will be more towards your work than your personal life and other times you know you will be more towards your personal yeah. life than work so knowing that what's coming can help you compartmentalize what you were saying about ahead of the time right so um jotting down the things or relying on these tools to help you with this helps us tremendously. No phones in the rooms, obviously. That's the right thing to do. If you can, put the charger in the, some other rooms. That's right. And uh, all other things what, what we are talking about helps. But yeah, rely on, uh, start utilizing certain tools that's available okay. that can help you a lot. Especially when you have a lot of planning involved, this, this, these tools can help you. What about the thought level? So, you know, I, I think Uh, having the phone away not having the app uh what about the thought level that can keep bombarding it too right if, if you're not able to like even with your kids you don't have your phone but your mind is thinking oh yeah. what am i going to be doing for that particular thing uh right. and so if if you start utilizing certain things what i mentioned to you, right so you start getting comfortable that it will capture and you don't need to worry about right now at this point. Okay, so you And it to... takes time to get used to that level because you will see that that oh yeah this one is suggesting certain things which I would be thinking or even suggesting something I was not even thinking about. So you get comfortable. And the reason I about Viva learning or no there are uh, uh, Microsoft tools and, you know everybody use Outlook. Yeah. Um so there are certain aspect of the outlooks you initiate you activate that and also the the to do you activate that and it kind of reads your stuff as long as you let it read um, yeah, there are viva insights which yeah gives a so summary that, of all the yeah. emails and it will tell right. you what hundreds actually. of things right it analyzes your 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 calendar actually it goes through and analyze your calendar and say how busy your work is going to be how busy your work was uh, how many meetings you are double booked how many meetings you 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 should be avoiding this is a you know temporary hold don't attend that it gives you a lot of insight like that it's called viva learn viva insights viva. that's different yeah viva is another one which one you use it's microsoft microsoft mm-hmm. so microsoft inside the outlook or somewhere so one is the outlook one is to do yeah the 
those are all connected. And Viva Insights is also on top of your Outlook. So you'll yeah. get an email if, if your organization is set up. So then that way you'll get, it will also suggest you that you need to have some focus time every, yeah. Yeah, every few days and it will block your calendar. Uh, and that time you can just focus on things that are the most important. So it learns, it learns from your actions. Yeah, and it's anon. I meaning it's fully confidential. It doesn't send anything to. Supposedly, it doesn't yes. send anything to your manager. <laughs> <Supposedly. laughs> There's no such thing. Yeah. There's no such thing. Uh, it doesn't. Do so, so I'll circle back how I'm, why I'm bringing up in this class, right? Because every time I sit here, and obviously this is about how we can take this outside four walls. And uh, every time, every class, I'm actually very impressed with the time you take to prepare and come in and it's not a, you just show up and you go around and say what's on your mind, right? It's not that, you're very prepared. And I always share that with my wife and now my parents are here and I tell them that how prepared you are. And I compare that with how much time I can spend if I were to sit in your seat, right? And, and I'm not there yet where I can spend time preparing and obviously, I'm no more busy than you are. You are just making or finding the time, right? So we all are in the same boat, right. but you have somehow, you know, made it a priority and, and you're managing the time well. And every time I sit here and I'm like, how <laughs> organized this person is, right? So finding time, preparing, coming in, and then you're very focused. You're not distracted. While I'm sitting here, while I'm listening, sometimes I'm thinking something else as well. So... Uh, and since we are talking about goals and we all are professionals here, I'm always open to learn, right? The ideas and stuff, what we can do better <clears throat> because the uh, more you do this better, you can spend time thinking about your soul, right? So. One of my manager is under 8 to 10 consultant, offshore. He's on site. He works 8 to 5 only. He come exit before 8 and leave by 5. He not install email on his mobile. So he do whatever work in the 8 to 5, finish it next day, continue with 8 to 5. No after 5. How? You all have emails on your mobile? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You as well, so. Yeah, but I don't let it alert me when I get an email. When I want to check it, I check it. Like I, It doesn't make a sound or a, right. a notification. Or I, I, I think I have done that, but the problem yeah. is without it sounds or not, I go in and I check it. <laughs> That's the problem. So, <laughs> then then do like on top of the R. Start with that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, again, five, six. Are, I just need to be more disciplined. And all right. So that's my goal. I, I'll have to figure out how, how I can make it measurable and I make progress. This this law is not applicable for CEO. So if you're it's not CEO, nobody is CEO. I'm not CEO, never, not even close to that. But it's just and again, yeah. I'm saying everybody's busy. I'm no right. more busy no, than anybody else. Right. It's just that I'm not managing it well. It seems like the time management, right? The focus part. So I just need to. What, what I I think you brought up a really good point. It's organized. Sometimes even if you're not a CEO, your organization yeah. could be such that you are sort of told work-life balance all along the way you know hr will come and have like five workshops on work-life balance and then your, ma your manager for example my manager right now she's in brussels now you know uh at our noon uh it's 7 p.m for them and usually she'll come on uh online after like uh our 2 3 p.m and she'll be working until like 2 3 a.m over there and i'm like okay so what's the what's the message they are sending you know it's the manager should follow it because if if they're all sending the weekends email, nights email, yeah. you just feel like yeah. that is an expectation. And now with this technology, you can't act like you didn't get the message. A team's message right away, it goes in and they know when you saw it. <laughs> so now you don't respond. It's yeah. it's all, yeah, it, to me, it's an organization also. In our organization, the work-life balance seminar is a joke in a way yeah. because what they do is they'll do two seminars on top of the work that you're yes. supposed to do. You end up spending more time and put more stress. And I've said that so many times. I'm like, this is BS. Yeah. Right? I mean, if we are truly, you know, focused on that aspect, then we should do something different. Uh, but again, anyway, so yeah, that's the point. Build your own brand. 
You know, respond. You know, seven times, that's it. I, they will start learn. They will and, learn it. And some of my peers do that. And I guess I'm missing to So anyways, I took a lot of time, but... No, that's okay. No, that's We're here good. for you. That's the, that's the whole point of this. That's the whole point of coming every week. And I want to thank you guys for coming every week. Uh, I know it's hard. Um, and I know it's hard to think about and it's hard to open the book. And thanks to all of our friends online too for a great semester. I hope that you have a wonderful summer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for everything you do.